Hello, me again at the top of the show, Dup from Delia or Alex or however you know me. Uh, thank you for streaming, downloading, listening in general, accidentally clicking on this podcast. Welcome to episode four. I'm just at the top of the show again to give you some more context as to what we were talking about today on the show. So this one was recorded with Mr. T. Soulful, our bass man, Mr. Producer, up in Liverpool back in 2018. So any references to this year means last year. So that makes sense because you're all smart, lovely people. Uh, Well, I'm just giving you the benefit of the doubt. But yeah, so any references to things going on this year meant 2018 as we talk about touring, what a producer does, and give you the lowdown on what we've been listening to or what we were listening to at that time. So please enjoy the episode. Thank you again. Get in touch at deliamusic at gmail.com for anything you want to say to us. Cheers. Alright, we're good? Yeah, we're good. Alright, cool. So, uh, welcome to Who the Fuck is Delia. Uh, I'm joined by um, our lead singer, Michelle Harris. We defo settled on that name. Ah, oh, you know when we said be careful about that one? You know <laughs> Boiling mean? hot water in your... <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> <My> God. <laughs> Jesus. Is it fudge? Uh, yeah, it can be whatever you want it to be. I like fudge. I suppose, maybe like who the... If it's fudge, I could tell my mum. Okay, we can, for your mum, mum's sake, we can do that. But guys, you might have already noticed, we've got a... We're missing some uh, market stall tones this week. We have trading out the drummer for the bassist. Hello. Mr. T. Soulful. Terrell Farrell. Mm, Yeah, nearly. Farrell. Terrell Farrell. Terrell Farrell. Terrell Farrell. You can't give away my real name. Oh. What's uh, that, I think? They'll go for my family. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they, they will go for my family. Um, yeah, producer, bassist, poet. Uh, this is cute. This. What else do you do? That's uh, it, really. Football. You play football sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Breather. Yeah, I definitely breathe. Cereal fan. Oh, I love me cereal. Cereal um, for dinner. That's what I breather. say. Breather. I don't know. Just anything that he does, isn't it? He's a big multi. Like, you know, breathe. Like actual breath. As opposed to... Uh, you're, you're really <laughs> nailing your character on this podcast, yeah. <laughs> it's all just an act. <laughs> I hope. Um, but yeah, so George isn't here this week. His car broke down. Um, Which is upsetting. Wait, I don't know. I mean, that's a pretty normal excuse for George, isn't it? It's quite, it's quite yeah. It's, it's quite like, a regular I, recurrence. Like, dude, I, I can't make it. My car's broken down. It's like, it's a 10 minute walk. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, but I've, I've got to take it in. <laughs> we're on to you, Coleman. And we know that you'll be listening to this one as well. So we're on to you. I think we've definitely had four My Cars Broke Downs. Or My Cars in the From Garage. From the Coleman? Yeah. Mm. Mm. My Cars in the Garage, My there, Cars there, Broke Down. There was a lot of car. Do you remember the big MOT car day? That was a big yeah, day. Yeah, that was mm. a video day, right? Yeah, that was yeah, a big day. Yeah, that was a big day. Mm. And we waited about six hours to film a, a 10 minute scene. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hey, scene looks good though. Yes. It does, yes. Yo, silence video oh, out yeah. now. Yeah. Yo, out now, yeah. baby. Yeah. Wow, can't even believe that we made it on that one. It looks sick. It does. Look it cool. looks sick. Ben's done a really good yeah, job. Yeah, Ben it. smashed that one. Sketch. Yeah. Um, Man likes sketch. sketch. Yeah, go follow Sketch Benjamin on Instagram if yeah. you're. Sketch Benjo. We're going to have Ben on the podcast, I think. Mm-hmm. Talk about that sort of thing. I can't wait for that. Yeah. He's, um, he's good at that sort of thing. He's like, he's taken John Paul's. John Paul's good at shooting, absolutely, and John Paul's good at editing as well. Unfortunately, mm. couldn't do this one, but like, I mean, is it unfortunate because Ben smashed he it? Did smash out of the park. Ben right? did smash and it. what was so good about <clears throat> it was that, obviously, with us being mates, if you're like, ah, oh, there's a like, for example, there's that wide shot where he's had to mask in mm-hmm. Izzy Rubin, and I, I think it was me was the other one as well, where we're in four, mm-hmm. you know, four mm-hmm. times, and like, it looks sick. And he did the whole video, and we're like, oh, it looks sick, cool, we're getting there. Look, we're pretty much done. Mm. And then I'm like, ah, oh, Ben, there's a you can sort of see the plug at the bottom right. And like most people will be like, oh. you know, it's like when someone's like, oh, the snare's yeah. about half a I decibel. Re- I really too. like it. It's just that little, you know, <laughs> shut up. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> a little bit too blue. Just... <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, am I really going to go in and do all this again? Mm. Just to change, just to make that synth a little less. <laughs> Whereas with Ben, he was just like, oh yeah, I see that. Boom. Yeah, he's a bit of a perfectionist, which is nice mm. in, a, in an editor, isn't it? Mm. And a videographer, to be fair. I think he's going to be <coughs> working on the uh, 
next year's stuff. Yeah, or, that'd be good. Which would be quite nice. Ooh, teaser. But he's um, <laughs> yeah, he's he's kind of like I like these people, right? I used to have one of these people when I was in school, mm. and we we were like theatre geeks, so we lived in the in the theatre, and we were just always in there. Mm. And whenever we put on productions, we would like think of these insane productions, and then. Then you worry about scaling them down, right? Yeah, so you, you don't, yeah. You don't, don't restrict yourself. In, you let in the, the idea scale. come out, yeah, yeah, yeah. in full, and then yeah. you go, "Oh, what can I?" Actually exactly. Mm. So that, that's what we used to do. We used to think of these incredible productions, and then we used to go to our, like, uh, I don't know, production guy, techie guy, and be like, "This is what we want to do. How do we achieve it?" And like, very rarely would he come back and be like, "Oh, actually." No, this is all not not a thing. Like yeah, we can't no. do this. He would just be like, uh, "Well, I mean, we we literally couldn't fit a crane in this room, but I can make you this <laughs> instead." Yeah, I mean, that's one thing that bugs the shit out of me is when people are just shut you down. Yeah, like mm. super defeatist, really early. Mm, yeah. But Ben's not like that. You kind of go to Ben with like, "I've got this idea," mm. and then Ben goes. If it's like completely like you can't make that happen, he's like, all right, let me get back to you in a few days. And then he comes back to you with like alternative solutions, <laughs> yeah, which yeah. is all really good. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Necessary. I like that in a person. So we got uh, probably quite a lot to get through today. Uh, we've got quite a few questions, stuff that is special, specially, spe, spe, meh. Here we go. Mah. There we go. Words. Nice one. Stuff that is tailored to you, Mr. T. Mr. Oh. T. <laughs> No, it's no, not, but it was no. purely accidental. In fairness, though, it's been a while. It has <laughs> been a while. Yeah, it was accidental. I was <clears> going <throat> to give you... I was going to full name you, but I just chickened out. Um, <laughs> stuff, yeah, tailored to you. Um, and then uh, we're going to have to do George's little special music review section without Wicked. George. <sighs> um, Shout out to Georgie. Yeah. Mm, I know. Um, and then, bro. I mean, we should probably just get on with this. Quite, well, first thing is... I've not mm. seen you in ages. Yeah. It's been ages. It's been so long. We usually like up here. We're in Liverpool at the moment, if you're listening, by the way. Usually we're recording in London. Mm-hmm. We travelled up to Liverpool where T's living. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And we've not been up in ages. Yeah, it has been a while. It's been a while since we slept on a mattress in the studio. Shh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. We just keep that one on the yeah, down low. people might be listening. <laughs> <laughs> There's a little bit of house politics going on in this. A little uh, bit. What are you saying? <laughs> anyway. Well, you're joining us at El Dorado Studios, <laughs> number six, <laughs> road. <laughs> it's all right. Can't be doing that. Yeah, I mean, I told you they'll come for me. They'll come for you. Anyway. They'll come for Mr. Names, T at number addresses. six. Do you know what I mean? What are you saying? Dogging him in. Number... Anyway. You know what they do to snitches, Ali? <laughs> I know. I've listened to Serial. Yeah, recently. exactly. Listen to that final episode. Whoa. So, you've just come off tour. Um, How was tour? Kind of. We went on a little school tour. It was, it was, I don't actually know how to explain it. It mm-hmm. just kind of just happened. It was hilarious. You know, you have the little like year seven, year eights just like buzzing because they think you're the biggest thing in the world. Yeah. It, was, it was proper cute. Like, That's well nice. They were just all like. Down. Fans for life. Yeah, man. It was oh. proper cute. I mean, then we went to Bradford. Don't go to Bradford. I think I've been to Bradford I've once to Bradford. and I'd probably give the same recommendation. Yeah, don't go. Oh, my nan's from Bradford. <laughs> I mean, she, and she was a hard woman, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> says we, got, like, we got like pens and pencils thrown at us. No, you did not. I'd be dead. Serious. Yeah, but they def- they definitely would have taken the lead out because that'd be worth something in Bradford. So <laughs> just getting the, oh my just god! Getting the they wooden threw bit. pens and pencils. Yeah, yeah. Little someone, someone, one little shit threw chewing gum. No. Did it get in your hair? No. Oh, that'd have been no. devastating for your hair. And then, and then, one girl from the front got up onto stage took a pen and threw it back into the crowd and was like, stop throwing pens. <laughs> it went off. It went off in Bradford. Actually, it went what? off in Bradford. Yeah. Well, so oh, I should say to those listening, so T was uh, playing, were you playing Kahan in this Yeah, tour? I was playing Kahan. Yeah, so Kahan, the little like percussion-y box thing. But mm. you usually play bass for, it's Sub Blue, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Sub Blue is a Liverpool artist. So he's singing. We got Mikey. Yeah, uh, on guitar. On guitar. On acoustic guitar and me and Kahan. Right, okay. Yeah. So... People aren't well equipped to be fending off pens. Like people, like people are using their hands. I mean, sub, sub, subs, mm. subs isn't using his hands. No. Um, but yeah, either way, any yeah, yeah. But I like, if you you're mean. singing and a pen, you know, either way, it's not I, sound. That's fucking hilarious, <laughs> and also really awful. Did you get really good at like 
like like, like knocking them away what, mid what mid beat. So you're like, dum dum What do you do in that situation? Did you like ignore? It? Yeah, we were just like, all right, okay. That's should have done what the farm did at what, Glastonbury. Where the farm? Have you seen the video of Keith Keith oh, Mullin at Glastonbury? No. Where like they're getting bottled and booed and stuff. So like. <laughs> Like lobbing bottles back. Like, he just puts his guitars out and starts picking the bottles up, and he's like smacking them back at the crowd. It's one of our it's university awful. lecturers, right there. You know what? You if they it. weren't in your nines or your eights, yeah, you know I mean, you would have done probably. Mm. Is it because they could have had you? So like, <laughs> you didn't want to start anything. That you it was say. a girls' school as well. No, it was not. Yeah, it was right. So let like I've said, they do the shots right now. Right, you're you're on stage. <laughs> you're on stage. You're like. Starting a song, Dead Emotion, and yeah. some little shit just, just fires a pencil. Oh, yeah, so you just like, you just stay with that lyric and you're just like, no. <laughs> yeah, because the songs aren't like, they're not like, hey, everybody get up and dance. No, it's like, it's, yeah, like, it's like, pretty like, emotion, it's pretty you know, downbeat. Yeah, it's pretty moody, isn't it? It's kind of like the weekendish yeah. sort of. Yeah, uh, so it was, oh, it was, it was nuts. How many pencils are we talking? <laughs> and you just get a bick in the middle of your forehead. <laughs> oh. I thought you meant to raise it. No, it'll, uh, <laughs> what do you call them? Yeah, big. Yeah, it's big. It's, it? a big, it's a big pen. That's blowing my mind that they do pens and razors. Yeah. yeah. So That's a done. neat, neat business <laughs> model, that. Go to Dragon's Den and be like, I want I want £500,000 um, business model. I'm going to make razors and pens. <laughs> Solid. We'll all give you £500,000. <laughs> Oh man! I mean, I guess you always need razors. You always need pens. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, just be glad that they were throwing big pens at yeah, you. Yeah, not, not the razors. <laughs> yeah. Someone put it past them in Bradford. <laughs> I mean, if anyone anyway, from Bradford don't go wants to, Bradford. to get in touch, yeah. yeah. You know, or you know, tell me about a nicer part of Bradford. Mm, yeah. You know, we'd just be happy for the human contact. <laughs> <laughs> Where else did you go? Um. So we did. The first day was like Southport. Um. The next day was. Manchester maybe, but that was like that was heavy. That why? So that at that school, all the teachers had like walkie talkies, and on the walkie talkies they'd be like, "Oh, by the way, we've lost Jackson. He's probably probably just skiving mm. somewhere. If anyone sees Jackson, please let me know." Oh. I heard that like three times. <laughs> yeah, Whoa, I thought you were gonna say like it was a proper tight ship. Well, like, I mean, not I that they're it like, like fucking walkie talkies. Not if they've lost Jackson and he's. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a tight ship, is it? Fucking hell, he's gone overboard. I thought you were going to be like, child picking the nose in sector two. And then <laughs> just, just everybody over. in. Yeah, so that was mad. And then we did, we did, um, we did Birmingham and then drove down to London to do like a actual, like a actual support show gig, hmm. which was kind of cool. And then drove up to Bradford that night, which was heavy. Um, yeah. And then we did, yeah, we did Selby and we did, Whoa, I've played in Selby. Selby. It's near Leeds, isn't it? Yeah, I've played in Selby. That was a nuts gig. <laughs> yeah, it was when I was toured with uh, oh, it was Blitz Kids. The um, eh? No. Anyway. <laughs> that, was, that was good. <laughs> I like that. It took me a minute, but I like that. That was good. Um, it was like the venue, we went, we ate upstairs and the, the person who owned the venue like made us all chilly. And we were watching <laughs> um, it was a game that Philip Schofield used to present on oh, itv you're making me like really trippy right now oh it was well weird and then everyone was mad at the gig the stage was like on the floor but with just monitors mm. as the the barrier and it was nuts it was like you know like those hardcore kids that spin their arms around and karate kicking it was just like <laughs> a whole room of them and we're, we're not even playing it wasn't even that heavy like it, you know it was heavy but it wasn't but it like wasn't rock, like, you know, it wasn't yeah. screamo or anything it leads into that Leeds, I don't know, Selby. Selby goes, oh. Is that what it's like it's in, uh, yeah, in the man, primary the school? school. Crazy. <laughs> you got people karate kicking each other, circle pits, circle pits around the tennis court. Pits of doom. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, so the reason why I bring it up, mm. not just, because obviously like if you're, if you've made it into episode three of the podcast or if you're joining us fresh it's, and you just decided to skip out the first two episodes, which would be mad. But if you have done that, um, <laughs> Let people live their life. Man. Yeah, I suppose. Then um, the whole reason we we sort of talking about stuff like this is to is to shine a light on like lives of artists that, that, artists and creatives. Artists. Yeah, like before you can legitimately be like, 
they're an artist you know just like there's a whole subculture of people living as musicians and creatives mm. and photographers and videographers and every all of it who aren't like massive but are making a life from it 100% or they might end up getting massive mm. so so the reason why I was asking you about tour is not just because obviously I've not seen you since you went away but so you're playing bass you obviously play bass for us but you play bass for Sub Blue mm-hmm. even though it wasn't bass on that <coughs> tour but you know you're a member of the band and Sam Volo indeed so this is no I don't mean this to sound bad on Sub Blue but as Sam Volo you toured arenas supporting Paloma Faith yeah. this year last year this year March this year March this year mm-hmm. and then in November this year you're touring primary uh, high schools mm-hmm both just as legit as each other really because if you think about sub blues audience i mean that makes, it makes a lot sense. of sense it makes like total a lot of sense. <clears throat> like sam couldn't do a school yeah show. and like I, I when i did stuff for like like who i mentioned before with blitz kids they did some high school shows and they made loads of sense and sixth mm. form stuff and the thing is those those young people they're fans for life they they are yeah, the yeah, fans yeah, for yeah, life yeah. the people who are going yeah. to watch you know paloma support act probably not following the mm. support act mm. so but <clears throat> it's very rare that you meet someone who's just in the same year done an arena tour and, and then a school tour. Mm. Yeah. It's what are we saying? It's interesting because it's like you know what? It's one of the the perks of the job because you end up just being in situations that you never thought you'd be in. Yeah. And like, you know, it's a whole different it's a whole different set of skills, it's a whole different kettle of fish to be able to do both successfully. Mm-hmm. Like, so for example, for the Paloma Faith show, it was all about your musicality more than anything mm. else it was like you wanted to show that you guys were good you guys could sing you guys could play you guys were tight um so that people would get on board mm-hmm. whereas for the school show it was like we have to keep these kids entertained stage presence yeah, right. it, yeah. Was stage it was about stage presence it was about like interaction it's, yeah it's not about you know any muso bits we put in the songs or anything like that it's about like how they interact is making sure that okay cool when do we get them involved when do we really yeah, start singing yeah, yeah. um and it kind of like it just keeps you it, it gives you a set of skills. So, for example, so when we did the actual London show, um, that was on, like, the Wednesday, and we started the, the school tour the Friday before. Mm-hmm. By the time we got to the Wednesday, I've never seen Sub Blue more comfortable with talking to people on stage because he's had to do it for the schools because he's had to... That's right. really So that cool. Wednesday show was the support one? Yeah, yeah, that was, like, a, right. that was like, a, like an actual support. A separate. Yeah, show. for Karamani. Shout out Karamani. She's sick. Um, and it was, like... It kind of like blew my mind because it was a bit like, well, if we hadn't have done that, then not like he wouldn't have been as he wouldn't have been as good on stage. Yeah, to be honest, and it's like you that's know, really cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, so like, I'm you've got to be grateful for both because it 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 just makes you conscious of mm. of different things. It makes you like you know have to work on different things to to and it and it also means that like you can tailor your show or how you talk at your show depending on the audience that you're there with. Do you yeah. know what I mean? So if you're at a gig and you're like, these people aren't really like into it, then you can go, all right, well, I'm going to try and put on like the thing that I did on the school tour and just try and get people on board. Yeah. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Um, or you can or you can kind of do the opposite. These guys are already in, so I don't need to do that. I can worry about like the the, the how the show goes more than anything. Yeah. If you get what yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. do you know what I mean? This audience is totally on board, so I need to make sure my show is like... Yeah, so it's not about trying to get them on board. That's yeah. already done. I think touring like that, like just extensively just playing show after show after show, even though these days people are like, oh, what's the point of heading out on tour unless you've got a specific reason because you're targeting a certain audience mm. or you're supporting an artist who's got an audience that would like you, or you've got your own audience and you, whatever. Mm. People are like, oh, it's probably not worth it. I just hold it. Don't rush out to tour. But really, like just from like a, like you're saying, like almost like a craft point of view, it's worth it just playing every night. Yeah, or every yeah. every every other night or whatever because 100%. you so learn for that so one, much about the audience. Yeah, and you learn so much about yourself that you could have like you could switch something on. So like you can switch on your high energy, getting the crowd involved mode, mm. or you can switch on your this place is dead, but I'm going to make it good for the three people that are in the room yeah. mode. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Or this thing's broken. <clears throat> well, it's cool. It broke two nights ago as well. Mm. And, and I'm used to it. it. I know how you to know how to deal, deal with it. it. Mm. Yeah, that's a very good point actually. Because we're a band that don't tour or gig lots you say this and i know we probably don't as much now because we're con- like we're concentrating more on the video what we're stuff. creating at mm. the moment as yeah. opposed to mm-hmm. the show. playing it but 
think back to just after we'd left uni and like third year of uni and how much we were gigging then yeah and all of like the kind of shit gigs we did then mm-hmm. and i know we sounded a lot different then but we did like i i'm a completely different performer now than i was two or three years mm-hmm. ago and that's because i did all of those shitty shitty gigs yeah you know somewhere they fairness, were to like we two all are. People. yeah exactly like we didn't used to go as sick as we do now mm. no not at all <coughs> and well, we've all become well, more <laughs> I <went the> opposite <laughs> okay. we've all become way more comfortable mm. with what we're playing on stage and as if we've all found where we are now don't get me wrong i'm sure if we went out and toured tomorrow for like three weeks mm-hmm. we'd probably develop even more oh, um, absolutely with yeah. the new songs obviously but I don't, I don't think, I think we'd be doing ourselves an injustice by being like, oh, when you know, we're not that, we don't tour that much, we haven't learned that much. I'm like, we have, we no, just did I, it a while ago. That's not what I was saying. I was just sort of highlighting the fact that we're, we, that we're not a band that does that as much, so it's not, or haven't been recently, so mm-hmm. it's not as, it's interesting to like hear it again and talk about it again from a tour point of view, especially when they're so different, mm. like the arena and the school thing, mm. when, you know, we've been playing very select shows yeah recently yeah. well Fest- i think the festival like this year then, for example we probably haven't played much but the ones we've played have been played. and i think very we, selective we about... definitely did make a conscious decision at some point to do that because oh, yeah. we got so worn down yeah, yeah by yeah. all of those other shit games but then also i feel like because you guys do a lot of sofas by yourself so yeah. far sessions yeah, and i feel true. like that's helped kind of mold the way that you present the set that's totally helped me yeah actually to be totally. fair the yeah. so fast stuff i always forget about that we hammer the yeah, yeah. <laughs> hammer does, yeah. like we we've got that i mean this is gonna sound arrogant as fuck but i don't care we've, <laughs> we've got that down yeah like, absolutely that's why like when it comes to like when they say oh do you want to get the band involved we're like yeah i mean we could but we know uh, that but we... t's coming from liverpool and george we'd have to like we'd have to sort because he doesn't have a con so we'd have to get like a horn or something i'm like you know what? Nah, it's, it's easier to stand there and like be like, "Oh, the boys couldn't be bothered turning up tonight." Yeah, but with those, I always struggle. So with our stuff, I was like, "I like, I really like that we tell a story." But when you go up on a stage, it's so hard to be like, "Okay, yeah. let's tell this story." You just end up playing the songs. Mm. Well, when you're away in January, me and T are going to work on that. Yeah, we're going to work on a live set. Okay, that'd be nice. But I think doing so far's was like the first time that I was able to actually talk to people and be like, okay, I'm going to tell you a story and I'm going to bring yeah. you into my world. Mm-hmm. And then being able to translate that to an actual show mm-hmm. works really well. I mean, you still can't do it as much as, as you would yeah, do it in a so far yeah. sound because you haven't got yeah. the time You've to talk. You've got to do it musically a little bit. That's, you know. Yeah interlude tracks and so doing things like that and and that's i'm sure it's the same with the school stuff Mm. you know you learn how to you definitely learn how to get your songs across Mm. way better or like or even even it's just the case of like you just learn a little bit it's like oh well even that little sentence explains it more than yeah i yeah i mean yeah yeah right okay yeah and it's trial and error isn't it yeah what goes down well yeah you can't you can't practice that in your room yeah no not at all um the other thing I was going to ask, um, so because that kind of leads into the fact that ever, we've got like how my mom's going to love this, but we have portfolio careers, right? Yeah. Which just means you just do loads of shit, basically. Mm-hmm. You're not like, oh, what do you do? I just play bass. And that's it. You don't. You play bass for lots of different people, but then you produce and you songwrite and you do your own stuff and same for us. Mm-hmm. Um, so... I suppose the fact that you've got an arena at one end, the school tour at the other end, and then, I don't know, like random venues, random festivals, all in the middle, just shows that, you know, in a very kind of linear way within what, like six months, March to November, however many months that is. (laughs) (laughs) But that kind of sums up a portfolio career, which is something that you probably demonstrate. Actually, well, we all do demonstrate like, you know, quite a bit quite a bit in our lives mm. but that's summed up within this like little stretch from <laughs> yeah, one extreme yeah, yeah. to the other with with you which you don't really yeah, see very often you've had a big yeah did you play glastonbury this year as well no that was last year last year oh uh, yeah, that more was recent. Year. um yeah i mean it's kind of like it, it after a because i've been out of uni for how long has it been? Three Are you years. two? Two? Uh, I think it's, tell me two, please. I tell think me it's three. I think like, it's three. A couple oh, of I'm centuries. I'm pretty sure oh, I've been out. I'm three. sure I've been out four. It's been about. I'm sure this is the fourth year. Like in September, the fourth we year. We graduated started. in 2015, so this is the third year. 
Oh, oh that's oh, nice. Okay. okay. Right, Third year for us, right? Yeah. Second year. For Second year for me. Oh, that's okay. nice. Um, um, but I feel like it only gets worse, mate. <laughs> Don't get cocky. <laughs> <laughs> um, I feel like this year has been the first year where it's like, okay, cool. I'm not doing anything that comes my way. I'm starting to kind of like, all right, cool. This is what I do. Yeah. I play bass yeah. for these three, maybe four people. I produce, and this is how I produce. Mm. Um, um, You've got your own style as well with that now, mm, right? Mm. It's not just like, oh, it's I not can just produce like, any old yeah, shit. Yeah. I'm hitting that point as well. <laughs> right? yeah. I mean, I, don't, I haven't been producing as long as you have for, for other people, but you, you hit a point where, I mean, mine's kind of happened by accident, but you're like, I, uh, I, I, I would already say if someone came to me to do an EDM song, I'd be like, mm, I can't, that's not my, I can do yeah. one for you. It yeah. will suck, <laughs> but I can do one for you. But like, I'm now hitting a point where not only is the stuff all sounding like it's coming from the same producer, I'm getting clients that are similar. Mm. Because mm. of that too. Because of that. Because of that, yeah. yeah. So like yeah. the people in the studio are like, oh, you need to work with Alex because of this. Because, because yeah, that's that's and, what they and, sound and like. that's what you. I suppose you've had that for a while. I would yeah. say. I mean, yeah, it's it's kind of it's kind of just become a bit more refined. It's like, um, even even if I do a session which is a bit out of my comfort zone, everybody knows that. Like, yeah, I'm giving it a go, and I'll do this for you, but don't expect loads of it. Yeah, do you know what I mean. Yeah. And like, I'll do it for you because you know it's work, and I'll do it. But you know, this is the kind of stuff that I do. Um, and yeah, and what's nice is that. It's still like a decent range. It's still able to kind of like do a Paloma show, do a school tour, um, um, produce for like four or five different people. And yeah, it's well interesting. Isn't yeah, it? yeah, yeah, 100%. I mean, I like I've, I've recently, I mean, I mean I'm oh, fucking <coughs> running myself a bit ragged at the moment, but like we've got the Delia stuff on the go with Silence coming out. Then we're getting ready for next year. We've been doing Edge of Eden stuff. I've been doing some work for a podcast. I got a short film got the studio and then we're doing this yeah, podcast mesh right now. i'm just all over the gaff but i fucking love it yeah 100%. like it's just gr- like it's amazing to be like uh all right what am i doing tomorrow oh this completely different thing <laughs> what am i doing the day after that something completely different <laughs> yeah. again yeah like uh even even within music so i did a girl's ep mm-hmm. um and i we were in the studio solidly for a week and then a little i think we had a week's break and then another four days something like that and even doing something music that was the same every day was a bit like, oh, I'm going to do that again today. Yeah, I don't know if I could go back to that. How spoiled is that, though? Yeah. Because then that's yeah. even so yeah. spoiled. Like, yeah. Everyone does that. Yeah, but I don't know. It's just Maybe it's just a personality thing. Not everyone does it. People are totally built for that. Like People want that structured yeah. nine to five, yeah. and they need it in their yeah. life. Oh, Whereas like, I would go yeah. mental. Yeah. I, I started driving. Where did I go? Oh, this morning. It was this morning. I drove to the shop this morning, and it was like half eight or something. And I could see people like walking to work and there was that like cold winter morning yeah. air and it was like, I just have flashbacks of getting <laughs> up and driving to yeah. a call center every day. You know what's nice about that when five. you're like doing freelancey stuff is when you do get up early and you're a part of that crowd, it's a bit of a novelty and you're yeah, like, feels oh, nice. it's a bit cold and I'm just, I'm off to work today. Yeah. <laughs> it feels like you're pre- yeah. like playing a bit of a part, doesn't it? You know, you know the beginning of one of the Shaggy EPs where he's like, everybody's great everyone's doing the same yes. thing walking to the yes. same place. Yeah, yeah, and you exactly see like, like yeah yeah that's it, it? what's that, is that? what EP is that lost boys yeah maybe yeah, the one where it's ready no, she is... jumps out the window yeah that is lost boys that's lost yeah. boys yeah. Yeah, yeah oh man that was great <laughs> it's so good before yeah. when you were like let the idea come out oh, this is exactly where I was thinking I was like, let the idea come out I was like yes <laughs> oh, yeah. so like um, you had what three three songs that you produced released in the same day yeah on Friday, Friday. what was From the third one so you had us with Joseph. silence us, yeah, you guys were silence and two Josie ones. Oh, uh, right, okay. One called Red and Gold, one called Levitate. She released two songs in the same day? Yeah, like ah. an A and B single. Ah, cool, cool. It's a nice idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which was kind of cool. It's, um, it's going kind of cool. Like, I was I was speaking to her about it and she was like, yeah, like, everyone seems to be like, re- like, she's had, you know, the, you know that thing that, that people do on Instagram where someone puts on their story and then you add it to your own? Yeah. She's got loads and it's been oh, for like good. days. Yeah, oh, cool. And it's like, oh, sick, like, like people are here for you that's that's yeah. really cool mm. um they're pretty different yeah yeah i mean we, i don't mean her songs i've not heard the second one i've heard wrote uh, the red and gold, red and gold. 
but I mean, silence coming out. Oh yeah, yeah. If and it, that. <laughs> it's um, it's um. But then, to be honest, it they're different in terms of the sound, but it's still, I still feel like it's under the same umbrella. Yeah, under the same like. I mean, one thing with silence is that it was it's always going to be co-produced with yeah, the rest exactly. of us. Exactly. Exactly. Was, did you co-produce anything with Josie's stuff? Um, so just you and her. Actually, we did. We did co-produce Red and Gold. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of like we got. Um, we got. Um, my friend Joe Warren to because he's really good at like pop pop. Right. Okay. Um. So we got him to like send over a couple ideas for the chorus. So I just kind of been like, all right, cool. I like that. I would like take a bit of that and take a bit of that, take a bit of that. The things that, you know, like the, like if, when you've produced pop pop, there's like certain just like boxes that you tick. Um, and so I was kind of like, I don't know what all those boxes are. So right. you take those boxes for me and then I'll just add it into what I've already got. Right. Kind of cool. Okay, cool. So that's Josephina, Red and Gold. You can go watch it on Instagram and yeah. Spotify and everything. Spotify and Apple Music and Check it out. that. So I want to keep this segue going. I feel like we're on a we're on a stream of consciousness <laughs> talking about you. <laughs> um, I got what 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 does a producer do? Oh, <laughs> who asks that question? I get it all the time. So so you're so you produce freelance from from your home. Well, it's not home studio so but it is essentially, isn't yeah, it? It's your mouse. You don't work for a for a studio that no. So, whereas when I produce, I work for someone who gets it for me Mm -hmm. and they come into the studio Mm -hmm. and that's just something I want to touch on later, Mm -hmm. but I get it all the time from clients coming in because we get a good mix. We get, luckily these days I've got better, more legit clients, but sometimes (laughs) you get people just coming in to record, you know, one one of their songs and they're like, so what does a producer do? Is it like mixing and mastering? And you're like, yeah. And they're like, what's mixing and mastering? I'm like... I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how. I never ever know how to answer those questions without being like, "Well, producers make it sound how you want it to sound, and mixers change the volume, and and a master has <laughs> changed the volume again." Yeah, but isn't that just isn't that the whole conversation that we had with Dan in first year? Dan in first year. Yeah, and we had that whole lecture. On, oh, Dan, our production lecturer. Yeah, and we had that whole lecture on what is a producer, and it basically the lecture went on for like three days, and at the end of it, it basically came to <laughs> three days. They're just everything. <laughs> three days nonstop. <laughs> yeah. People are like shaking, like dehydration in the corner. I just want to know what a producer does. Oh yeah, well, as it went on for so long, and then at the end of it, it was just like, so yeah, the, there's no, there's, there's no rules. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck have I just sat here for three days for? It's so vague, though. It is so vague, and it can be anything. Like, like you can be a songwriter, you could be a yeah, mix engineer, you 100%. can be a master, you, you can be, be someone that doesn't touch anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rick Rubin vibes. He yeah, is. I think he's you could sit in the room that. and be like, make that snare sparkly. <laughs> was it Rick Rubin? There was a, there was a producer that was, I, oh, I think it was Rick Rubin, yeah, but it was an sure. album where he like didn't touch anything like just physically yeah, didn't just, touch anything because he's got a guy just doing it all mm. for him and he just stands there and is like this. <laughs> this this that sounds way more fun it does that sounds sick what yeah, a life yeah, have you seen great. the guy he's like just doing <laughs> yoga med- I think he floats when he meditates <laughs> he's got like a halo <laughs> Now you're just doing that trick, you know, when you used to like stand on one yeah, and yeah. pretend to levitate on the other. No, I can never do that. Couldn't you? No, I couldn't oh, get it. you're shit. <laughs> Thanks. So, <laughs> so basically what you two are doing now uh-huh. is like you're playing in the band, but also being the roadie. What? Are we still talking about the same thing? Yeah. So, like, with a producer. So, so this is what it, this is this is what I didn't. Know. Yeah, she goes. No, no, no. Get comfy, coat. This folks. is what I didn't know. Didn't know. So you. Well, no, I did know. But in, in all right, let me just talk. So <laughs> <laughs> we're trying to let you talk. So you've got um, a producer. Yeah. And a producer can also be an engineer, obviously. And nine times out of ten, a producer is an engineer as well because he wants to engineer his own right. shit. Uh-huh. So like a band, a new band gets mm-hmm. on stage. They mm-hmm. haven't got roadies to set up all this shit mm-hmm. and to like, you know, do all that stuff. They're just doing it all themselves. Mm-hmm. Whereas when you get to a certain level as a band, mm-hmm. you're not looking your fucking stuff on stage. Somebody else is getting paid to do that. Right. When you get to a certain level as a producer, 
is okay. is is being saying. an engineer the same as lugging the shit on stage? Um, right. Yeah. I see what you're saying. Yeah. I to be honest. Yeah. Or or, or do you see the engineering part as as a fun part of producing? <clears throat> I sometimes see it as fun though. I mean, it's gonna vary from person to person, though, isn't it? Because like you'll get some people like if you go to, I don't know, Calvin Harris to produce your stuff. I get the impression of from what I've he's seen, gonna he's going to be sat at the, he's gonna the console. Yeah. Okay. And that's the problem. It's always so. It's, yeah, so there's no rules with that no either. Rules. So how would you? Great. How so? You, basically, part of the reason I ask is, do you get people coming up to you? Because this is something that we're we're looking into at the moment for our next release. Mm-hmm. Who's like, hey, I want you to produce my song, and then you're like, cool, that'll be X amount of money, mm-hmm. and they're like, and they send you it, and it's all produced, and what they mean is mix. No, I haven't had that yet, in fairness. But what stops like people you, from doing that? I feel like you have that more with the clientele that you work with. Yeah, yeah, I do, yeah. yeah. I feel like the clientele that he works with is more, because it's been more kind of organically grown, yeah. they know that they're coming to him with a song mm-hmm. and asking him to Like, do most of the time, it's like, if someone if someone comes to me now, it's because they know what I do most of the time yeah. or someone else knows what i do so then they've recommended me whereas like, you're given clients but i mean if you if you throw if you cash your mind back to when we were i can't remember what year of uni we were in let's say it was 2011 mm-hmm. 20 were you in uni then no, no. uni then <laughs> let's say 2013 yeah and we went to a certain producer in london mm-hmm. and came out and he was like um yeah the guy next door can probably do a decent mix for like 200 quid mm-hmm. and we were like oh Oh, we didn't know that that wasn't the same thing. Right. Yeah, so I... mean, we, we I pers- did, but we didn't know it was for him. Yeah, we. I personally think that that is something that people should, like, talk about a bit more because we only know that now. We know that it's obvious that you go to a producer, then you go to a mix engineer, then, then you, you go, go to, to a master. master. Like, with that, you know, that's completely obvious to us now, but that's because we've been in it constantly for, so the, you, for yeah, the past yeah, five, six years. Know. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah. But somebody who's kind of just songwriting and they're just getting into it, you know, and then they go to the producer to get their stuff done. They expect to come out with a song. See, and that that's what I think, I think more of the issue is, is a thing of like, Oh, I want you to produce my stuff. I could do your whole EP. Cool. That'd be X amount of money, a grand and a bit, something like that. Um, I'm not mixing that though. You need to go and get that mixed, yeah. but that's probably not, that's probably more of a thing where they kind of go, Oh, Oh, I need to go get all of that mixed now. Oh, that that's not finished. Yeah, yeah exactly. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. And how do you? So for me, <clears throat> I'm uh, like I'm because I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start freelance producing away from from the studio as well. Mm. Uh, now that I'm more comfortable with it. Mm. Um, but for me, I kind of go right. Well, you know, I'm gonna do a mix. I say this. Say to them all the time. I'm gonna do a mix. It's not gonna be like amazing. The final mix. If you want it to be the final mix, it'll be it'll be it'll demonstrate mm. your song mm. and it'll show your song in the, in the production in the best light I can put it in. Mm. But if you go and get it mixed by someone else, that'll make a difference, it's mm. a huge difference. So I'm straight up with them because the studio expects them, you know, to be sent away with a decent session mix. Mm-hmm. But also, you know, I'm not a mix engineer, yeah, so I can't deliver that. Yeah, so I I'm up, I'm up front with them straight up, but I don't have to say to them. All right, cool. Thanks, guys. That'll be this amount of money, and uh, yeah, you, you know, for that you get this. Mm. They they know like I, there's a studio manager does all that shit. I just turn up. Yeah, so that's different. So how do you? So as a yeah, th- as a human, as a hard. human, yeah, it's like, hard chatting to people. Um, going, you owe me this much money, but I haven't done this. Yeah, um, I sounds harsh. That, to it? get to help me with that, I put together a sheet. A price sheet, and it was like, "This is this is how much it costs." You just stop people from talking. Like, how much? You... Look, there's Look. the sheet. <laughs> I don't have to do anything. <laughs> this is this. You, I mean, you know what this is, um, because it's a hard conversation to have. That is, it's a it's shit. A hard, it's yeah, a shit conversation. It's, it's a hard conversation. To I hate have. following up people for invoices, <laughs> and I only have to do that over email. It and really it makes... shouldn't be though. It, no, it shouldn't. It should be like the easiest. You conversation. know why? Like a money. You know why it's hard though? Because, um. Because it's your art. Yeah, and as well, I think we be like I think when you're less comfortable with, like obviously when you're first coming into it and stuff like that, you're less comfortable with quoting prices. So therefore, mm. the conversation is a less com- comfortable conversation to have. Whereas for like the, the, I remember the easiest time I ever had a conversation with money was Alec Britt. 
Mm. And he was just so there, confident. He was like, this is what it is. Like, we make sure everything's all out in the open, blah, 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 blah. Just knew everything. Mm. Shout out to Alec Britt. Yeah. And it was like really smooth. And I really, and I think that was because he was at a point in his career where he was like, I know exactly what I'm charging for. And I know exactly what I'm giving. And Mm -hmm. he feels comfortable delivering that amount. So maybe it's not actually a comfortable conversation. Maybe it's just that the more comfortable you get with the idea of doing that. And you know that you're doing a good job doing it. I guess the, the, it, it's, it, I guess it's the same reason why I put my prices up the other month mm. because it was like, okay, cool. I'm at a point where like I know, I know me and I know the the kind of quality that I yeah. I give. So I'm comfortable with that because I'm comfortable with myself in that. Do you know yeah. What I mean? But for you, lucky listener, Black Friday special offer. If you go and get produced by T Soulful for the, for, for today 20 only, <laughs> twenty pounds, twenty pounds for a full mix and master. A Black Friday only, which was five days ago by the <laughs> time that you're hearing this podcast, probably about a month ago. So, unfortunately, you've missed that. But keep an eye out for next year. There'll be another sort of deal on the go. You know what? I'm getting kind of sick of. Um, <sighs> wow. Email into deliamusic at gmail.com if you know <laughs> what Shell's getting sick of. I'm getting sick of. Oh, tune in next week, folks. Shut up. Okay. <laughs> I'm getting sick of master engineers. Mastering engineers. Yeah, no, I, I'm not. Sorry, you don't even know Let any mastering engineers. I'm I'm not getting sick of mas- any particular mastering engineers. I'm getting sick of mastering as an art because, right? I feel like people are starting to create careers now. Like, see, <laughs> for people to pay more, and and I know some people are going to be like, oh yeah, but it really brings it to life. But <laughs> when right, I get my mix <laughs> back. They all speak like that as well. I I get my mix back, and I'm like, that sounds fucking sick. I get my master back. I don't even listen to it. Nah. I don't care. Nah, these... The, right, first of all, master and engineers aren't people. They're just email addresses. Yeah. <laughs> and they're exactly. like some sort of weird thing in the matrix that See, you just send shit to. So I, I feel like... So, I, uh, I was talking to Sam Volo and he was telling me about... Um, he went to get his stuff mastered. Yeah. And it was the first and only time that I've ever heard um something so legit that i was like oh that's mastering um, right and it was like he was like he told me that like he'd gone to the studio there wasn't a computer like there was no kind of like thing you just like put it through whatever you put it through and oh, and it was like you know i'm telling you it's weird mastering is like the internet <laughs> what what is it no but when i say a machine i mean like like tapey like stuff and right, was like okay. And, and was like the right outboard gear. Yeah, like outboard gear. Didn't it? And then it was like for me, I was like, all right, well, that's legit mastering. Do you know what I mean? If yeah. you just want something to make it louder, yeah. But what does the machine do? And what does it need a human to let it function? Oh, I don't know. Mate. Or does it just receive satellite signals from outer space? <laughs> I wonder whether where what we know of mastering is where we in relation to where we were about producing. Yeah, mixing. probably, probably. Right. But it's just it is that thing of like I know that I'm sending my song to an e- to like an email address of um, whom I will never speak to or meet, and then they send me it back, and like obviously to my less um, knowledgeable ears than you too because you listen to it all day, and I'm sure you know less knowledgeable ears than most producers. However, I, I probably cover more of the population. Mm. It, it it genuinely does just sound like louder and maybe a little bit brighter. But, uh, you know, maybe if you pay, like, mm. fucking grands for it, you're going to hear a massive, massive difference. I have to say this. These three releases are the first time that I've been... I actually really do hear the difference. In the master? Yeah. When we got Achromatic back, um, the first the first master... Is this that, the little, like, six pound... Not six pound guy, 20 crowns. It's like 30 pounds. Oh, yeah. So. Um. When we got that back, I could really hear it really made a difference. Infinite, I, I think it's made a difference on all of them. I don't think they've ever made as much difference as it did on the first single. But that's the first time that I've ever got a master back where I'm like, that was worth it. And for 30 quid, yeah. I was like, yeah. that is worth it. I think I was just, at that point, I was so blown away by the mix because I'd never heard a mix do something like that to my yeah. songs Mate, before. that I can write a mix. Was, oh my God. James oh. Mellor. Yeah. James Mellor's <laughs> working in London shit. at the moment, but at the time he was at... 
Motor, Motor, Museum. Motor Museum in Liverpool. And I just remember us going into that room and all listening to it. And it was like we were it shitting like, ourselves because yeah. we we'd yeah. switched mixes and we were like, oh, what is this? And I was literally like, oh, my God, I've never heard yeah. my music. I was like, you've made before. me sound like I know what I'm doing, mate. Yeah, exactly. Love that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah so, was... so I think because I was so blown away by the mix, maybe, mm. with the master, I was just like, Meh, yeah, it's just it a fucking really, master. Like, for whatever. me, it really opened it out. This is such but, a fucking wanky conversation. Yeah, no, that's the point. That's the point. It, it, you guys will notice that and be like, oh, it really opened the music out. And all <laughs> Thanks. Like Thanks. But I'm going to be like, well, yeah. And you know what? Didn't take long that, did it? Like, no. most, most producers and mix engineers and masters will be listening to me and being like, oh, well, you haven't got a fucking clue. And I'm like, yeah, but neither has 90% of, of the population. Mm. So this yeah. opinion is valid whether you like it or not. Mm. So having that side of the opinion is is a good part to have. Like I personally think that you could have had a really sick mix on all three of those songs. And then if you decided to put them all together on an EP, then you get them all mastered together. So they all kind of like sit together nicely so as a master. So here's the question. Is Here it, we go. Is it, we should put, we should have a little experiment mm-hmm. to see if we would know like if you, if you yeah like if you yeah like. you probably would if you put them side by side yeah, i'm not you probably would it's like that whole wav versus mp3 yeah thing where you, you definitely would hear it and, you know it's like a, it's like a wine test for people who are, love wine yeah. look different wines what would make a difference if some if, is no but some, i mean in terms of not in terms of like oh put these two together see which ones are mastered but i'm like if you have like a whole playlist and some are mastered and some are oh, not oh right yeah you know i mean where that'd it's be a bit, interesting yeah where it's a bit more like yeah it could be it could not be would you really know as like a not a fine-tuned listener? yeah i still think even though i really like the masters that we got for the mind's eye trilogy mm. i still think they're not loud enough <laughs> but it's really that's, that that must be the one thing that mastering engineers hate hearing oh like, yeah hey man sounds really good but it's just could you just yeah, turn but, it up a little yeah, bit but then that's your... well yeah but to us that's your yeah, job that's but your to job. them it's probably not yeah, their job is not. some like <laughs> fucking RT th- I don't know, you know do you know what I mean like they that's RT tape machine that's like that's like um, if you're playing acoustic guitar and singing in a bar and someone comes up and goes do you know this song and you're like nah I don't do that one and they'd be like well that's your job to entertain me to, to know to know the jobs yeah and to you're like well actually no my job to know the so, jobs so we're that guy in the I've got away with it so we're that guy we're the guy in the bar going to the master engineer being like oh mate you just turn that up <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah <clears throat> kind of i guess but it, it, there is that whole thing of people turning their nose up at like louder music or, no i say people like producers and mixers <laughs> and masters turn their nose up at louder stuff because mm. of that whole thing that happened a few years ago where everyone was just going louder and louder and louder, yeah. and louder so now everyone's doing the exact opposite and you get your master back and you're like what and you play that next to like our song will come on next to like a yeah. Neo song, and I'm like, what the fuck? And you're like, what? Sorry? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. You're like, and you're smoking 40 a day. There you are. You're a tit. Dad wheeze over there. Dad um, wheeze? Yeah, probably. <laughs> right, I mean, we've, right, we've talked about wanky music stuff for so long. Yeah. Right. This is you where you're going to be like, so I just want to say, <laughs> when is an acceptable time to pick your toenails? <laughs> Never pick me toenails. You know what? Thanks for that. Fact, no, go on, go on. No, go on. I really want to know. You know what's not? No, we're not going to do that. No, we can't. Oh. We can't. We can't. We can't. Oh, we can't. oh please. No, we can't. Replace we'll the names. Tweet it. Replace the names. It's not about the name, it's the whole situation. Oh, but the situation's funny. So <laughs> I don't know what the situation is, but I'm just guessing it is. Go on. Go on. Replace the you names. Know what, you and know what's not an applicable time to pick your toenails. To pick your toenails. <laughs> <laughs> just, just when you're with other people. Just right. like when everyone's, no, it's not. When no, everyone's okay. chilling. Uh, everyone's like, oh, there's like four of us mm-hmm. playing PlayStation or something. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Why are you picking your toenails? Right. Yeah, it's unnecessary. No. This is a, this is an actual problem though. I've heard more than one person talk about this as an issue. So you could be talking about anyone right now. Can we clarify? Is picking your toenails is not cutting your toenails, is it's it? It's both. Anything toenails. Is it related? getting the black shit? Oh, that's, oh that's never. That's, that's 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 like your own room. Private <laughs> that, stuff. That's rough. That's rough when you do it yourself. <laughs> You're like, oh my god, I'm disgusting right now. <laughs> I bet the people listening to this are like someone's driving, just like. <laughs> oh, don't bark. Sorry, sorry, driver. 
So I speak to my mom the other day. Yeah. Um, in fairness, I put on my Instagram story that I wanted to get grills because I was just having a thing by it. Are you on your teeth? Yeah, man. Oh my Yeah, gosh. I'll show you the video and you'll go, oh, actually, low key, like low key, low key, low key. Right, anyway. Like Tom Hiddleston. If we get, if we get grills, key. we can't be friends. No, we can. We can. We can. we can. we can. Anyway, so then my mom messaged me and she was like, what are grills? And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> you send her a picture of a George Foreman. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been good that I should, I'm not as quick as you, Doc. I'm, not yeah. as as you. I'm pretty quick. You are pretty quick. Um, yeah, you are. <laughs> um, sure. So, yeah, and then I was like, oh, you know those things that you know, rappers used to have on their teeth back in the day? They look awful. And then. You said that. You said they look awful. Yeah. Back right. in the day, they did. They were, you know, right. Anyway, and then I was like to her, um, and then she was like, what's the point? I don't get why you get them. Mm-hmm. And I was like, for the sauce, you know, mum, for the sauce. And she was like, she said something and it blew up. She was like, too much sauce ruins fries. Oh my oh. God. What a fucking legend. Legend, that, innit? I was like, yeah, fair, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah she yeah. smashed that. She, smashed that. Oh, exactly, Terrell. You should really listen to her when she says that. <laughs> All right, mum. <laughs> anyway, thanks, mum, for that. That was great. Too much sauce. I feel like your mum comes out with some absolute absolute just dreamers. We've got that's that's got to be like a sign off on the podcast now. (laughs) That is it. Like, who's the uh, is it Nerdist with podcast that always signs off like um, like enjoy your burrito or something, which is just their way of being like you know have a good day, Mm. like enjoy what you're doing at the moment. Too much sauce ruins fries. Yeah, thanks, folks. (laughs) I mean, she's essentially saying you're a fry. No, no, it's, it's teeth are fries. What? <laughs> well, what? she is. She's it, it, she's saying that you're a chip. Oh, that right, too much yeah. Sauce would ruin you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get that. I get that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't think that's quite what it's saying, but <laughs> I don't know how I feel. You're about along being the right. A fry. Line. A chip. Do you reckon that's because you're like kind of skinny and what? Like what? she does this. <laughs> what? What? Don't you think? Like you're like a little fry. <laughs> Too much sauce would ruin you. I know, I need to jump in and save this, don't I? What's going on? Silence, mm-hmm. um, our last single. You can stream that, download it, watch the video. And I'm buzzing by the silence. Produced by us, along <coughs> with Mr. T Soulful, who's still with us. Hello, hello, um, hello, hello. We're going to move on to one of our favorite segments. Um, hey, cool. Well, it's without Mr. George Coleman this week, so I'm going to feel like to... we're stealing his segment. Well. You can't come in with a smeg this good and then not expect us to do it. So, um, cue the jingle. E, who the fuck is Peter Gowd? What music have you been listening to? <clears throat> Shell. Oh, don't start with me. No? No, because I haven't actually... Uh, don't start with me. Okay, I can go. This week, I basically, well, spent all of last week pretty much working on this short film that I'm doing. Mm-hmm. which is um, they're going for that kind of bluesy, peaky blinders, western-y. Um, like some of the reference tracks are like Riders in the Storm and um, the Good, the Bad and the... Like, you know, western-y, peaky blinders, bluesy kind of shit. So I've been checking out some soundtracks to uh, to go along with that. So I've been listening to the Westworld Season 1 soundtrack, mm-hmm. which is well cool. I was a bit undecided on Westworld as a TV series. What kind of vibe are you going for as the soundtrack? It's yeah. like class. So you've got you've got your kind of your Hans Zimmery like tension filled dark orchestral stuff. I like that word Hans Zimmery. Yeah, Hans Zimmery, um, but fused with like Western, um, you know, country kind of guitars, um, honky tonk pianos, mm. that kind of thing. So because it's all set in like a western you know shootout kind of world mm-hmm. so it's fusing the two of them it's really co- i think it's really cool don't get me wrong i'm not like it's not it's not going down as one of my favorite soundtracks but i've been listening to it to get into the headspace of like okay we can do something a bit more innovative than just writing like a bluesy tune 
what could I do with the strings and things <clears> like that. And yeah, it's, it's cool. I'd recommend giving it a go, especially just the, the first two tracks in the album. What's it called? Uh, just Westworld Season 1 soundtrack. Okay. okay. And the second thing is another soundtrack, again, in the same vein. So I've listened to... Uh, do you remember True Detective, that yeah. TV series? Yeah. So with season one was Matthew McConaughey and Woody Harrelson? Yeah. And it was sick, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. And then season two was just a massive letdown. Yeah. The season two soundtrack... Is it good? Good, yeah. It's like oh, moody. It's like people playing beaten up guitars through a beaten up amp, singing cool. really like grumpily and moodily. Yeah. It's just so moody. It's just perfect for for I suppose that kind of working week mm. and I always try and if I'm producing someone I always try and like listen to something that day that sounds like them yeah, 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 yeah. but then so for this week with <clears throat> this being my with this being that short film mm-hmm. my week where I'm working on that non-stop I was like I'm, I need to listen to that not just as references but actually just listen to it when I'm out and about mm-hmm. so I'd recommend them both I mean I wouldn't recommend season two of True Detective as a thing to watch no, it's awful. but as a soundtrack really cool it's really cool and it's got you know it's got a few different artists on it um and the final thing that i listened to is the single by eels called fresh blood which came out fucking ages ago mm-hmm. but that is just cool do you know it was it was the title track for that jinx show on sky oh yes what a great great song and uh ben ben gladwin who we mentioned earlier sketch yeah it <laughs> told me about um it told me about eels and well, I, I knew about Eels because of my dad, but he was like, Oh, I've been listening to this band called Eels. I was like, I fucking know those guys. So then I put Fresh Blood on again. It's well good. It's a real, I love that song. There's a guy who, like, somehow has carved out, like, he's got an album, he's carved out a career, mass, like a massive career. He's played, like, the Royal Albert Hall, sold it out, and done an album from Royal. But, like, who, have you guys ever heard of Eels before? No. Well, yeah. Well, but, apart from, yeah, yeah, that song. But, like, as an artist. Mm. No. But, like, he's crazy. selling out the Royal Albert Hall. Cool. That's very cool. I'd recommend that it. Cool with that. So it's Westworld Season 1 soundtrack, True Detective Season 2 soundtrack, and Fresh Blood, which I think is a standalone single from Eels. Yes. Cool. Who's up next? I'll go. Go on, on T. Um, I've been, as of the past week, really getting into Billie Eilish. Mm. Um, I've, 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 so, as of a morning time, I normally, as, of a morning. as of a morning time, I normally get, I normally like to sit there on my phone or a bit, for a bit. And so instead of scrolling, I've tried to like go on YouTube more, just so Ooh. it's a little bit more like edifying, a little bit. Okay. Um, but I've ended up watching like quite a few interviews of her, and like, you know, when like, I never really listened to the music, so I never really got it. And then I started to like watch her interviews, so then I got her a little bit, so then the music started to make sense. Oh, okay. Um. And she's just like, she's just really interesting because it's like, you can see that she's not okay. And like, you can see that like, she goes through like depression and stuff like that. And like, you can see it like, like there's this interview where like she does it from, they do the same interview a year ago. And like, you can see the difference that's happened since she's like got big in a year. And it's like, it's almost terrifying, but it's almost like, you know, it is terrifying, but it's also, like, really satisfying, not satisfying, but, like, you know that... Gratifying? Wherever you are, people go through stuff. And she's mm. not ashamed to hide it. And she's not like, oh, well, I've got to, I've got to hide that for my fans. It's like, no, this is this is the real me. Nice. You can love me, you can not love me. That's up to you. Mm. And, like, I don't know, I just, I just, like, I really appreciate that. And then, like, so then I've been listening to her music and I'm like... This is actually really cool because I just I don't know, I, don't know, I just appreciate it a lot more. Her music lends itself to that sort of yeah. lends itself to that sort of story. Yeah. Um I'm gonna check the video, it sounds cool. Yeah, yeah it's really So cool. any anything in particular from Billie um, Eilish? There's that one new song, I can't remember what it's called. I'm gonna check on my phone. The latest one. Um yeah. Oh uh, yeah, I can't remember. it's like one. when you see something anymore, don't <laughs> um, catchy title something, that something um when you yeah she's she's got a she's got her own thing going on hasn't she yeah she's Irish? just a whole she's just her yeah. it's called i don't want to be no when the party's over i'm lying when the party's over oh i think i've seen the video for that 
Yeah, yeah, where's the one where she's crying? Uh, yes, I think so. But like she, she like drinks a a glass of black stuff and then starts crying all the yeah. black stuff out. Right, oh, yeah. sick. Her it's videos sick. are always pretty nuts. Yeah. Um, anyone else? Um, so uh, her put out a thing called just like part two of an EP. Yeah, and saw she's that come out. she's gone from like R and B. It's still R and B, like her voice is still R and B, but it's like it's musical. Like mm. most of the songs have like acoustic guitar in it and stuff, and right. like real drums cool. and all that sort of stuff. Um, good. Yeah, it's really good, and it's like it's the same thing of like sh- she's just being a bit more real. Like there's one, there's one song where the chorus is literally just like, "I'm not okay, I'm not okay, I'm losing my faith, I'm losing my faith, I'm not okay, I'm not okay," and it's just like I don't know. I I, I appreciate seeing real. Yeah, Do you feel like yeah. Heard more authentic stuff. I mean, I wasn't a huge fan of her first, the first part of that mm. EP. Yeah, in fairness, neither was I. Neither was I. But well, then maybe I'll check it out. But then, like Sam showed me part two, and I was like, I really like this. Like, yeah. I really like how just like it's really raw. It's not overly done. It's not overly produced. It's like these are just some songs that I wanted. So to how do cool. you, how do you, how do you like say that some or, or judge that something is real and authentic? Or is it just a feeling? I think it's like one. You, I, I feel like you can feel feels if you get what I mean. <laughs> feel feels. Feel feels. Like like when something feels, you can feel it. Do you, yeah. Do you know what I mean? 100%. Yeah. But because we were talking about it a couple of weeks ago, weren't we? About like it's when some bands make a transition from being. I don't know, like, like with, I think Gambino was an example. It's like he went from being a hip hop artist to then like a some sort of like avant garde soul thing to who mm. knows what's next. But it, even if even if you didn't enjoy the music, you still went with him on it because you're like, ah, oh, that feels totally legit to what mm. he's doing. So I'm not a fan of that album, or I am a fan of that album. Either way, it I'm not judging this guy because he's changed. Mm. Whereas then we were talking about other people. I think Mumford and Sons came up, and we were like country to rock and roll to who knows what the hell and it just felt like contrived and yeah not not that i'm a you know a fan of mumford and sons or i was let down or anything but i was just like hang on what that yeah. doesn't feel yeah. right 100 percent. why why like why so the same with when you say that someone seems real um and i but mm, I, I, think, I, w- w- surely like with that kind of stuff where she's like talking about shit that you wouldn't normally generally talk mm. about. Yeah. I feel like that stuff you can just like objectively say, well, that's probably real because it'd take a real shitty person to yeah. lie about stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, or yeah. you use that as a way to connect mm. with people when they had no connection with them. That mm. would take a shitty, that'd be a shit move. Exactly. Yeah. But you'd like, worst, Possible. worst moves have been made. Yeah. Oh Possible. yeah, yeah, obviously. But I mean, on, on this kind of level, I guess you can trust most, let's just, assume that most people are doing that yeah. legitimately yeah mm. so you can feel stuff like that whereas i don't know when somebody's just randomly changed their sound and it doesn't feel like it suits them or it doesn't feel comfortable i guess that is just a feeling thing and then nine times out of ten it comes out afterwards that they never wanted to do that anyway mm-hmm. and that it was because of like other forces mm-hmm. but i feel like you can sniff that <laughs> yeah 100 percent. that's the best way to put it you can sniff that. yeah they yeah. should like release things now through your phone where you smell a certain smell and you're like ah i know what i know what, yeah. I know what this is i know what's up yeah you mm. can de- you can definitely yeah definitely like when definitely smell it yeah definitely sniff it definitely sniff um it. <laughs> sniff it. but it's like 1975 like i've made that their thing haven't they yeah, I suppose so. Do you know what I mean? Have so you had that, that new track? Think, no. Oh, a new track's cool, like. Is it? Yeah, I got, it's I cool. Got, I got cool. so off board with the like, the last like two that. I'll, the I'll... one that um not sure, but it's like it's got like the chance the rapper trumpets. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's a cool tune. That it's not nineteen seventy five, at all. Yeah, but that's the thing, isn't but it? That's like, the point, but that's yeah. their thing. Yeah. They, they they just do whatever they want. The video's sick as well. So we're not finished with this uh, music, Smeg. Yeah. What are, you, uh, what are you listening to? So, I've been thinking about things that I've been listening to by accident because I haven't actually gone out and searched for anything. But I've noticed that Alicia Cara's new single came out very recently. Mm. Oh. And I was hoping I was oh. hoping that would be, you know, good again. 
yeah, yeah. Do you like, know what I mean? Because even yeah. when you said Alicia Cara, I was like, oh. Yeah, exa- exactly. Yeah, because and it's such it's such a shame after the that first EP. Such on such a high. Oh my god, what yeah. a good EP! And then after that, it was just like, oh, Big Warner's got hold of me. Steaming, Do you know what I mean? Steaming pile of meh. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> And I, and and this single is the same. George is going to be horrified by this because his the whole premise of this section is to be nice to music. Uh, we didn't say it was bad. It's just, it's just a stealing m- pile of meh. It was a steaming. <laughs> oh, steam! Ste- I say stealing. Stealing. A stealing pile of meh. Sounds like I'm saying a stealing pile of meth. Yeah, no. It's meh. that too. Yeah, it's the the, 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 the new yeah the new one's fine. It's nothing groundbreaking. Another one for that pile. Yeah. Oh, that's a shame. I know. And it really is a massive shame because I was like properly uplifted by her as an artist. Mm-hmm. What else? A, um, something good. Give us something good. So I've been listening to a band called Crooked Colours. Cool. And they're really cool. The reason why I started listening to them is because of their artwork. Mm, yeah. Their artwork is super, that's super, super that's similar to ours. Really. Yeah, I do yeah. that all the time yeah. scrolling through. Yeah. Like, so like, like when cool. you scroll through the brows and you go, yeah. oh, that's really sick artwork. Look yeah. how similar this artwork is to... Like Not- two hours, you can't really see it from there. Oh, uh, yeah, they're like circular. Uh, yeah. Super, super similar. So I come across and I was like, whoa, it starts with something. They're really cool. What kind of stuff is it? Um, I don't know how to explain it. Kind of like a bit. Stop kicking that mic stand. Sorry. I'll fucking come over there and kick A bit you. like, um, like be- no, I don't want to say safer rock because it's not, but it's a bit like laid back, beachy, indie. Band psychedelic vibes, yeah. Kind but of thing where if you saw them in like a small venue in Liverpool, you'd probably hate them. Yeah. <laughs> but when you see their artwork on on Apple Music, or you're Spotify, like, oh, you're, you're, you're pretty cool. cool. I'll take that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so it, no, it was. Um, it they they're actually really good. But I've actually by accident this week because I've been in the shop quite a bit. I've been listening to a lot of Chet Baker. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's just it's just beautiful, fair. isn't it? It's yeah, so fair. good. Yeah, the guy makes me want to cry. Yeah. His voice just makes me want to burst into tears. Yeah. Right, that's it. Sign off. So, Shell, thanks for being here. Bye. Tea. Nice Too to much sauce you. ruins the fries. Too much sauce ruins the fries, guys. Bye. Peace.